Okay, welcome to this episode. I'm excited to have on fellow Irish person, um, Siobhan, if that's how you want how to pronounce it. Um, yeah. <laughs> God knows how many times you've, people have mixed that up or messed that up. There was a Sinead over here I was friends with and she just changed her name because she was sick of it. <laughs> I know, I mean, traveling the world with the name Siobhan isn't ideal, but... Yeah, we don't even want to get into what you've been called. Um, okay, now I'll let Siobhan do the honors of giving us a little bit of a background because I'm interested as well. So, yeah, tell us about you didn't have the, the most common way into the fitness industry, which is cool. That's what I like to, like to talk about. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I studied maths in college and I was working in the corporate world and kind of had the life that I was, you know, I thought it was it, you know, I was 25 had it all going for me um but I just was a bit lost you know I felt like there was something missing didn't really know what I wanted to do or what else I could do with my degree um, so long you've been working at this stage oh probably I had, I had done a stint I had done a couple of summers in Portugal working there and I kind of got a taste for that living you know that life where you're not obviously doing the same thing every day I used to sit in Portugal and think like I'd see people coming on their two-week holidays and I'm like why did you work all year? You could just live here and have less money. Um, so that kind of, I think that was always in the back of my head then when I, I, I did go back and go into the corporate world and I was excited at the start, you know, I kind of liked having money and I had the, I was living, you know, D4, like notions. Um, yeah, but you went to school in DCU, then, so that's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm from Swords, like, so I'm north side. Um, and then, yeah, so that I was in the corporate world, kind of felt a little bit lost you know, I, I, someone said to me, you know, why don't you, why don't, like, why don't you, they said, what do you want to do all day? And I said, I was like, go to the gym at a normal hour or stay in the gym all day. And they said, why don't you become a personal trainer? But to me, that was so, you know, personal trainer, I don't know. I feel yeah, what was it like at the time of it when you were doing it? Like for them, it was like, all I knew about going to the gym was, you know, it was doing cardio, doing setups. Um, I, I had then started doing weight training. But nobody, like nobody else I knew was doing it. I was kind of enjoying getting stronger. And, but I wasn't in any good shape because I was never consistent with my training. I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, so I kind of, when I, when I considered becoming a personal trainer, I thought, well, I have to get myself in shape. Like that's the only, I thought personal trainers have to be, you know. But this shredded. was before it was cool as well, isn't it? This, this, is, all, is, this is 20, this is the end of 2014. Before um, I even hit Ireland proper, like fitness in Ireland. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's why I always think, especially with Instagram, I think I was ahead of the game. Mm. So basically I decided to, to do the personal training course. I had to take a step back at my job, which felt like going back on the career ladder. And um, so I did the, the course part-time and then shared the journey on Instagram. So I basically, because I had such a strong why, I was able to like really dedicate myself to the cause and I got absolutely well, I wouldn't say shredded I got really lean and I was delighted with it because I, I had spent my whole life struggling and all of a sudden I was like I know how to do it and I can show other people how to do it and I kind of presumed that everyone just wanted to get lean and uh, so by the time I, I was qualified in June 2015 you know whatever it took six months um I was like ready to go I had I think I had 10,000 followers so many girls seeing my transformation going do this for me, you know, so I, and th that, yeah, that was, well, five years ago now, so since then, I've kind of, I've changed my attitude completely, and um, I eventually have moved my whole business online, so now I'm just doing So did online. you coach anyone face-to-face, -face or first? Yeah, yeah, I've for probably about two years, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. 2017, yeah. I went, I decided to, 
and I've, I've really enjoyed coaching people face to face. Like I think I, it was perfect for me. I was like, I'm a real people person. I love talking. I love sharing my knowledge. But the, the thing is, I also just had this urge to travel. Like, whenever I really, I felt bad saying like, when I really close my eyes and figure out what I want. I was like, I just imagine being on the beach, you know, like living in a hammock. You know, that was, I was kind of like, but isn't that everyone's dream? Um, so I started traveling. And because then I, I was going on holidays for a couple of weeks at a time. And then I said, like, I can't keep ditching my clients. You know, I was kind of trying to do this hybrid in-person online thing. And I was paying rent in the gym as well. So it kind of seemed like a waste going away. So I had to make that decision. You know, I said, okay, I'm going to go fully online. Um, and luckily a lot of my clients, they were fine. You know, they, I've been training them long enough that they were able to do, go off themselves. And um, yeah, so I've been fully online probably since this time, 27, yeah, three years ago. I was um, going to say, because you'd be wasted if you didn't do a stint on the gym floor because you'd be prospecting like you'd kill on the yeah, gym floor because yeah. you're so chatty. Well, the thing is, I, it was a different, I, the gym I was in initially was, um, it, it was like a, a small training street. Like it wasn't a commercial gym. So I was never, I wasn't really picking up clients there. I was always through my Instagram. Um, so I never had to, like I never had to worry kind of at sales or prospecting because I just had so much demand because people were seeing me in shape and were like, I want to do that. And also because I, also, I, sh- I shared everything, you know, I shared, that I was going out and having pizza or I was having my Nutella or, you know, and whereas I think people who at the time were trying to set up their fitness Instagram were trying to be that perfect influencer where, and I remember particularly one of the guys in the gym said to me, um, you know, I was wrecked after work and I was like, I'm getting a McDonald's. And he was like, ah, oh, you won't post that on your Instagram. And I was like, yeah, I will. And like, I purposely went home. I was like tired today, got a McDonald's. And I remember it was like, I got so much interaction and you know like people like seeing that and I, I realized that over the years that being that in shape personal trainer is grand for getting people in but it wasn't it didn't help me as a coach like for me now after years of you know being absolutely shredded you know I feel like I won the game you know like I've got to that point where I hadn't had no more body fat to lose and then I suppose then trying to stay lean that that while then trying to live my life Battling that for the last few years has given me so much more knowledge and obviously learning myself over the last five years. I definitely didn't stop learning when I became a personal trainer and that's helped me so much more as a coach now. And I feel like, I mean, I might not have as many people looking at me going, okay, how do you do it? Tell me, I want, I'll pay anything, but I have the people coming to me now at the right time, like people who understand what I can help them with. And it's, yeah, it's, it's been a journey and everything has helped me get to this point. Um, well, that's cool because yeah. one of the big things for you and why I like you is obviously you put this stuff out there of gained body fat. Now this, you put it all out there and you've been through the whole journey. So what were you like growing up? Were, were you always fit or what, what were you like kind of naturally? Yeah, like I, I always wanted to exercise. I remember my parents used to run, like my dad ran marathons. And so, you know, I was kind of, I was like, I'll start running and... But you always shredded or just athletic No, no, not fit. at all. Um, when I was like 12 or 13, I remember, I actually think I had like a little bout of anorexia. I mean, I I remember my mom, like I say this her now, I'm like, I remember she gave out to me after Easter one weekend because she gave me money to go to shop and buy a drink. And I don't know, the drink I didn't want wasn't, was there, wasn't there. So I came out with a bar of chocolate. And she, I think she said something like, you did not need any more chocolate. You're after eating so much chocolate at the weekend. 
and it's clicked in my head. And I was probably only 12 or 13. And I don't remember not eating, but I just remember her, I don't know how long it was or what, I remember her begging me, like with an apple and a yogurt, been like, please eat this. So that was, and then I think I just went back to normal, but that was, that was my earliest memory of like having any issue with food. Um, and then like, I think going through school, I started thinking, okay, I need to lose weight. And because I was, I, I was always, then I'd start, I was, I was doing a bit of running and stuff, but I never understood anything. And I remember just going into leaving certain years thinking I wanted to lose weight. And the only way I knew, or the only reference to losing weight I had was a special K diet because seeing, seeing it on the TV. So I went on, I basically just ate cereal for a year. Like I got absolutely, like, and the thing is, I think at the time then my mom knew not to say anything to me, but like I was eating, but I was obviously so malnourished. I, like, I was getting really skinny um, and I probably was really skinny. But then obviously then I went to college, discovered cans and garlic and cheese chips and then I you know I, then I wasn't I don't remember ever caring about my body particularly like I went to the gym again I was just doing cardio and sit-ups but I don't remember being that caught up on it until one of my friends was going to Weight Watchers and she'd lost like five stones she's amazing I was like it's amazing well done great work and she asked me one day did I want to go with her and I was like what for like moral support or you know like I, I didn't think I needed a change but now looking back at pictures I had kind of bloomed up after first year in DCU um so so basically I started going to Weight Watchers and did really well at that because I was really active and then I started learning a little bit like it was the first time I made a salad or something you know like it's the first time I literally cooked anything uh, I started having chicken and salad and then I was like oh god I can fit loads into my points and I was earning extra points from uh running a lot I was playing Gaelic football and everything like I was always pretty active but just I don't know what I was, I was just never, I never really understood nutrition. So you've gone through like the whole journey, which is why I like it, because you can empathize then with your clients, you know what they're going through. Um, yeah, a lot yeah. of people who are just naturally like genetically gifted, they don't get it. And they're always the worst coaches at anything. Like, Yeah. But then at the same time, like I've been, I, I do feel like I've never been, like I've never been obese. Like, and I think I don't tend to understand that struggle. Um, you know, I kind of stick to people that, you know, I stick to a lot of people, the, the kind of my perfect client is someone like me a couple of years ago who is trying to lose weight, but just doesn't get it, you know, or who is, you know, I'm all about reducing people's stress. So when I know that people are training their asses off and they're, or di- they feel like they're dieting really hard and just not getting it, like that's my perfect client because I can just teach them enough to tweak it that they understand what they're doing. It's not about, for me, it's not like, getting them in amazing shape it's just helping their relationship and that was one of the big questions so if you were obviously you have to go through a journey to evolve and and educate yourself but if you were to coach yourself if when you first started to uh, to get lean and go do you know what I actually want to get lean what would you do different what mistakes have you made I'd probably tell myself that cardio is good so I got shredded and I was kind of so proud of like, hashtag, I hate cardio. You know, I was just doing like heavy deadlifts, heavy squats, um, you know, and I was all about, and I, I'd openly say it. I was like, oh no, my goal is just to get lean. I'm not, I, I honestly didn't care about health. I think I was just a bit younger and it was all about, you know, 25. It was like, I just want to look good. Um, so I think I, I'd probably put my fitness aside. So I'd probably have more of a balance there. 
um, which is what I do with my clients now. Like I've changed my way of training. I used to have them just doing pure hypertrophy. And then I'm like, oh yeah, let's not forget about the heart. The heart. Um, so yeah, I'd probably do more cardio. I'd probably, I don't know what else. Like I don't think. So from a nutrition standpoint? Cause... From a nutrition standpoint, well, with um, I, I'd stay away from the scales as a matter, as a, I don't think, I think I quickly did lose my relationship with the scales because I was purely doing weight training. I was able to see the difference and the scales wasn't changing and I was getting, like, I was getting frustrated. So I think I did just ditch it because I could see the results. But um, what else? I mean, if I could go back to my teenage years and be like, just learn about nutrition. Like, don't take your advice from... But did you manage to get, like, someone coaching you well where it's like, you obviously sound, okay, here's how basically fat loss works in a way where you yeah. look you that way. Yeah, I think initially I learned, you know, even just about macros and calories and stuff from my PT course and put that into practice. And then I started working with my friend Amanda, who was a coach for Calibrated Bodies. And she kind of started encouraging me to push up my calories. You know, like, I, I don't think I was that low or anything. Like, I still had a balance, but she was kind of pushed my strength and calories. And I kind of was like, whoa, I could have really high carbs and I'm actually getting leaner. And so I, I've always worked with a coach, you know, I've always, I've done, you know, other nutrition courses and stuff myself that I've kind of learned to, few, it's always, it's about fueling my body now rather than starving it. And that, that and even now, like I'm, when I, when I put that into practice for a couple of weeks, I end up looking leaner. Um, so I've always worked a coach after Amanda with Amanda. Then I decided to compete, which is where I kind of all went. Um, but again, I had a really good prep. I just needed a new challenge, and I used to stress on my Instagram saying, "Like this is exceptional. This is not like do not copy what I'm doing." Like I tried not to even talk about how many calories I was having, anything like that, because I just I was I was doing it for myself, and I needed the challenge. And but the problem was. The problem was after the, the show, you know, I just struggled then putting back on weight. And again, I had only ever trained for aesthetics. So I was putting on weight and then going training the way I always had. And I felt like I was going backwards because I was doing bodybuilding training yet putting on weight. So I was so lost. And yeah, then about six months after that, I started doing CrossFit I just kind of stopped caring what I looked like. And by taking the pressure off myself, I had stopped like, like post those six months after the show, I kept finding myself like badly binging. And I was so frustrated because I was like, I didn't think this would happen because I had such a good prep. And it was kind of the pressure of me going, oh, you, you've done so well. Enjoy your summer. And then same time going, no, but you want to stay in shape. So it's taken years of working on my mindset and journaling. And um, I suppose just being kinder to myself that has got me to a point now where I'm like I'm easy going can diet when I can eat what I want when I want and I take the pressure off myself to look a certain way now that's cool and even um when you're talking about <laughs> even when you're talking about like binging out after a show and you a lot of girls probably in the same situation would do the same even if they're not competing it's just if they're dieting themselves too hard yeah. and then they kind of put it down oh I, do, I need more willpower but then you'll probably go away and learn about all the adaptations the body makes when you and it's like yeah it's it happens it's supposed to happen like that it's nothing to do with your willpower funny because half my head i literally it was it was mad because half my head was telling me this like i I'd, I'd wake up feeling so fat and the other half of my head is like look at your you're not fat but like i didn't know how to even express that on social media because i knew i couldn't I, I was still like tiny and i couldn't explain that i was struggling because i couldn't be like i feel fat 
because I'm like, no, I'm not. It was, it was such a, but then at the same time, like obviously my coach was, Amanda was trying to tell me to like up my calories because I'd be messaging her going, oh my God, I'm after binging last night. I'll just, and in my head, I'm all about numbers. So I would say if I'd had like 4,000 calories, she'd be like, no, we need to increase your calories this week. And I'm like, no, 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 because I had too much last week. So we'll just keep it the same this week and then we'll hire them. And it was just a vicious circle. Like I think I've probably reckoned her. <laughs> but, but that's good because I think... Um it did hit a point where it was very popular for women and you completely get it if you're in a gym setting it's kind of like it's the all ireland of fucking competing it's like that's you want to challenge yourself you want to take it to the next level so from that point of view i completely get it and as you probably could you can emphasize with people doing the same they want more of a challenge and you 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 respect their lifestyle and the kind of dedication to get it but then instant after a bit, it's not this so glamorous. Yeah, That's I the think but the problem is I think a lot of women start doing it because they want to lose weight and they set, like I didn't do it. I was already kind of at a point where I was like, oh, I'm happy with my body. Um, kind of just need a new challenge. Maybe that's the next step. And I wanted to prove that I could do it flexibly and traveling and everything. But I see too many people going into it because they need to lose weight or not need to, but want to. Um and that's where it's like red flags. And I, it's only when I came out and spoke about it properly, probably about a year after I was able to reflect and go, Jesus, I was in a bad place after that. Like I didn't, at the time, like I was enjoying my life. Like I was traveling and I was, I was it was just the food was really getting to me. Um, but about a year later, whatever, I started talking about it and I got so much backlash from competitors because I was like, you know, they were like, you were obviously a weak person. And, and I'm like, yeah, maybe I was, maybe there was underlying things there, which probably was. Um, but I, I talk about it because I just know that it's so glamorized and the amount of people, even the girls that I looked up to, when I came out and spoke about it, they were like, yeah, I was exactly the same. And I was like, what? Why didn't you talk about your struggles? Because then I probably wouldn't have done it. Um, but like, I've no regrets. Again, the journey definitely helped me psychologically like to understand people in all those different points of the journey. Um I just, I don't recommend people do it. I think it's because I've started looking or like fitness now has changed its meaning to me. Like mainly because of CrossFit and Muay Thai, I'm actually fit. I just don't look as fit. And the funny thing is I just don't look as fit as I used to. Um, so yeah, well, you can never see what's going on internally as well. A lot of, a lot of competitors yeah, at home only. Everything yeah, would be fucked now. up. Sorry, go on. You can never tell, like, uh, ironically, in a fitness competition, fitness shows, it's the, it's the opposite of fitness. It's like nobody intern, the hormones are all over the shop, everything, yeah. digestion, the, the cortisol's through the roof. Um, I, like, I look at people now who are really lean and I'm like, oh, I know what it takes to get there. I'm like, oh, I hate yeah. that. You know, like, I'm, I'd much rather, like, even now, I'm probably prouder of my body now because I'm living my life. You know, I'm kind of, if someone goes, you look great. I'm like, oh, thanks. Cause I haven't even tried, you know, I've, I've been on the piss all for the last few months, you know, like, so nah, you, I have think... a, you have a good balance approach now, which I want to get there, but yeah, I, so. I, I do want to touch on, um, your background, obviously physics and maths and, um, how does that kind of impact on your approach with training or train yourself or training people? Cause I did listen when you're on Darren's podcast and, you gave a chat to yourself one day and you go, well, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that's 42% of the week. Like little stuff yeah, like that yeah. to help you switch. So how how do you approach it? Tracking or, or do you like spreadsheets? Do you like that kind of... Oh, I love a spreadsheet. Love it. I mean, I think I'm like, they should teach everyone spreadsheets in school because it's actually so handy. And it's one of the things that helps me with my clients now. So I just have um, 
like just a really simple thing to put your calories in each day and then you can change it and it shows you what's left so if you want to manipulate it i initially made it for shift workers because you know the way shift workers don't have so you know they're like they feel like they're eating too much on short days and not enough on long days so i was like well just let's look at it across the week um and it also helps because you see like i have then you take the average for the calories as well so then you know, you can see that if you did have 300 extra calories this week and you stick to it, it still only brings your average up by like 20 calories. Like it's nothing. So, uh, and, and even from it, um, even from like we thought a psychological point of view, that stops you getting in that black and white mentality. Yeah. Yeah. That keeps you um, in that gray zone. Yeah. Like I do encourage and my clients to still, like if they are having like a big day out or they're, you know, I'm always like just roughly track because I think a lot of the time they think I'm having a bad day and I'm like, a lot of the time it's not that bad like just you know if you track it but then same time they're like oh i don't want to be obsessively tracking so you kind of have to yeah there's a time and place there's a time and place yeah. but you, you'll use that way you use that approach yeah i think numbers i think what gets measured gets managed and i don't know if it's just because of my maths background that i'm really like i think yeah i just think the most the best way to approach anything was more awareness so if you're aware of what you're putting into your body you can make more decisions you're not gonna be stressed about it you know like i might track my calories but i might be going way over but it's kind of like oh i just like knowing like the amount of things i used to be so shocked about i'd be like i thought avocados were healthy you know when i then that was when my definition of healthy meant to get lean um but still I'm, i now i'll ask for stuff with no guac and everyone's like you don't like guacamole and i'm like i do i'm just very aware of the calories and i'd much rather have butter on my toast i don't know you know so it's just i think that awareness is really good for people that's brilliant because um we talked last week about two approaches you can track you cannot track there's, there's pros and cons to both but whatever way you start i've had clients that simply start eating healthy and then i'll get them to track later on or vice versa they'll track and then they'll try to eat a bit more habitually so you've been through a few years now of tracking, of getting awareness of foods. So you can kind of roughly do that in your head in a roundabout way. Like I was just thinking there, I, I have tracked for the last week, which I, you know, I kind of go in and out. Like some, if, if it suits me, like this week I've been on my own. I've been, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll track this week. Um, but I just realized I haven't got a scale. It's like I didn't actually measure anything. I ate, I ordered probably seven or eight meals um like I just completely estimate but I think and obviously some of those estimations could be completely wrong but I'm all like it's consistency over perfection you know and I, I that message trying to drill into my clients is you know because especially when they first start they're like oh I mean you know 10 grams of my carbs and I'm like no 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 I don't even worry too much about carbs and fats anymore I'm just like high protein calorie deficit um and you know I just think when you're consistent you know, even if you're over, like consistently over your calories every day, it's fine as long as you're not quitting and then going way over, you know. So, um, yeah, I, I've, I have a very good eye for it now. And I just think it is helpful for people to know that. Little things. I remember even years ago when I first measured 30 grams of cereal, I was like, what? You know, it's, it's just, I just. Even you've talked about, I know you like the book Atomic Habits. And ideally, as you said, um, you're starting off and losing fat initially it's actually the easiest bit like you said you lose fat but it's like all right how do i kind of stay in a range where i'm i'm between where i like to be and if i want to dial it in i can 
but you're not just going in that yo-yo cycle. So what you're talking about is you've habitually not tracked calories so much in a non-obsessive way. It's it's more awareness, like you said, that you can then, you'll still be aware of it and it's hard to break out of it. If you're in denial, it's way easier to overeat because you just don't care. Yeah. yeah. And I go through phases of it. Like sometimes I genuinely see the problem now that I face is that I just, sometimes I'm just like, oh, I, I look great. Like, you know, I'm like, whereas before I, I'd feel like I had to track because I had to change. Now I'm like, it might come to the week, you know, it might be come to the weekend. And this is where I kind of find that homeostasis point. Cause I might like eat really well Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then Thursday comes around, there's talk of drinks. And I'm kind of like, I'd actually rather, I go, because I'm so in tune with what I really want that I'm like, yeah, no, actually drinks with my friends is probably more important to me than losing a few centimeters this weekend. So I'll stick with it. And then, but then I it normally comes, by the time Sunday comes around, I'm like, oh, do you know what? yeah I'd be happy to you know diet dial it in a little bit Monday but it's not in it's no longer like binging restriction it's just really aware of what I have and I think I've I've done that the last ever since I came home like two months ago now I've been doing that and it's worked I just I only noticed this morning I compared some pictures and I was like god I've actually got a bit leaner but I'm like I haven't tried I've just been consistently dieting when I can and but but the majority of your food is going to be healthy food it's gonna it's yeah. gonna be food where it's hard to overeat on and you're not eating shit food all day that's i think that's the difference yeah. people I mistake people I was staying with my friends and uh, when i first came home and he, uh my friend and her husband and he was such a good cook so he was making food so couldn't really track not i wasn't even that bothered tracking i was like oh my god i'm so lucky to have someone making me like such good food so i just kind of stopped tracking but it didn't mean that i was overeating i was just obviously eating a bit more intuitively and then there was days where you know I was kind of having good days and bad days where I was really uh you know produ- productive and everything and then there was days where I'm like John I'm just gonna get into bed and buy our chocolate and I did that but now looking back I was probably like yeah I probably did have a large dairy milk but then I probably didn't have dinner after that you know like so I wasn't binging but I was kind of really listening to what I wanted um and it's obviously just it's and then I I, I have quite a lot of muscle so I think I get to di- like me I get a diet on higher calories yeah and even from a habitual point of view, you'll probably naturally get more protein in your meals. You're always probably going to get veggies in there, stuff that you probably don't think about, but that's kind of where you want to get to a client. Yeah, no, when, I, when I get clients to start off, I usually just get them, to, I say, okay, let's just aim for three, we don't, like we don't do calories. Let's just go three big meals, a couple of snacks, let's aim for, you know, nutrient-dense food. And the big thing, like the big thing when it comes to next week, I'm like, okay, protein yeah so you go off that like precision nutrition where you just you might just get show them how to portion the meals they'll stand off when someone comes in yeah only for like the first week yeah uh, and then too it's kind of like i introduce the calorie deficit and i i used to use like complicated things but now i kind of just go right let's take your body weight in pounds multiply it by 13 and now that's work from there so i'm like it's not gonna be a quick like i'm not saying this is definitely the right number you know because someone's like oh but i did another calculation and it's I'm like, well, no, the only way we know is that we're going to test it out for a few weeks. And, you know, that's where I think a lot of people, like, they don't give it time. They're like, no, I want the exact number right now. And that's when it's easy to just cut your calories really low. Because obviously, if calories are low, it's going to work. Um, So my whole ethos is like, let's diet on as high calories as possible. And then you try and introduce protein, like you said, the second week. and Yeah. And I'm like, let's keep the protein as high as possible. Um, so for breakfast, I'm like, let's just try. Because it's so hard to play catch up with your protein if you don't have protein at the start of the day. 
So even just little things like adding in Greek yogurt, like, cause I try not to, I don't want them to change their eating habits too much. You know, it's like, let's have what you're having and let's make some changes. In Ireland, um, everyone thinks once you're, oh, I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to start eating porridge. That's it straight away. Everyone oh, yeah. goes, I'm going to start oh, eating oh, porridge. Oh, they porridge anymore when you're fitness. It's, it's no? oats. Oh, okay. Oats, yeah. <laughs> oats and whey, um, which I hadn't had that in ages. I love it. I used to love it. Though. I used to, like, that was like the height on my day. Anyway, um, yeah, so I, I try and teach them to like, just get the protein in. And it, the problem is like just the portion size they're having. You know, they're so used to dieting on tiny chicken salads. And I'm like, I don't know, put another chicken breast in. Or, you know, they're always like, oh, I don't know. I want to keep it natural. Don't want to take a protein shake. And I'm like, <sighs> you don't accidentally get muscles. Like, you know, they're like, I don't want to get bulky. So it's an education process. And um, now that's cool because that's not, you probably don't, it's not sexy to talk about that and it's very hard to simplify on social media as well like the different approach yeah. you use for people but you're yeah, basically just getting more nutrient dense more proteins in there and naturally most people are going to start to eat less calories anyway yeah i know and one thing like i only kind of reconsidered pro- properly in the last year was that you know dieting is actually like isn't healthy you know or in, in, depending but you know so say I was like, when you're eating less food, you're basically taking in less micronutrients. And I was like, I've, that kind of forced me to stop, you know, using, you know, my, all my calories for shit food. And going, Look, I think on Lacey says that. He always says that. Yeah, actually, that, that was... It was yeah, it was brilliant. Actually, Nutrient deficiency, deficiency yeah, as well. Like, I'm that, like, that's exactly unreal. Came to me and I was like, oh my God, how did I not consider that property before? And... So then I've kind of realized that like, I probably, I'm more, I'm healthier when I'm in a surplus because I'm eating more nutrient dense food overall. So then I was like, God, that's why it's even more important when you're in a deficit to really make sure you're maximizing those calories for health. Um, and then, you know, health and then adherence, you know, so it's kind of obviously weighing up everything that, you know, if, as long as I was you know, 80% of your food is pretty healthy, you can have your 20%. So it keeps you like, keeps you adhering to diet because obviously the best one is the one that you can keep up and i'm a food like i'm not that kind of person who just enjoys salads yeah and and would there be an approach um when you're coaching your clients is there a point where you say okay am i track track now or would it be for certain types of people would you go beginner intermediate advanced okay you can do this i kind of i usually like the thing is what i'm doing now with my like my Oh, fitness furnace is what I call it. Um, that is, it's a low cost mm-hmm. coaching thing. So I tried, like I've been doing it for, I've had it for years and I've been obviously fixing it and improving it. And I've got to the point where like, I want to do more one-to-one stuff where I'm literally, you know, on, you know, looking at their whole environment and their minds and everything. But at the same time, this is like, it's the perfect product for someone. It's only, it's basically now it's only 59 euro a month. So you know, they're not expecting the world, but it gives them what they need. And what I have, it's like 12 weeks of videos of, it's like a course really that you're learning each week. But the big thing I have now is I've got using all my spreadsheets and everything. I have a one-to-one check-in. So it's quite simple in that they fill everything out and then I can see it and I can analyze it rather than kind of long emails. Um, so, you know, I, I generally everyone is doing pretty much the same thing. Like I, I have a questionnaire and I have different levels of training and obviously homework workouts, gym workouts. So everyone is kind of classed into probably six max, like six different categories. Now, if someone comes to me with anything specific, I will, you know, 
uh, forward them on to somebody else or you know I don't take someone I don't think I can help um but it means when it comes to nutrition I try and like a lot some people have been counting calories for years but can't see results and it's usually a case of you know restriction and binging or not even binging but just restricting and just not being able to keep it up um then I have people who haven't got a clue about calories so basically I give them the first week I would say eat what you want to these rough guidelines and then week two I introduce calories to everyone now unless there's someone you know if someone said they have kind of a history with like any kind of eating disorder or if they just like really don't want to count calories and I'm like that's fine you know I'm flexible but I just try and keep everyone and then as the weeks go on I talk about intuitive eating and then I, but I also have videos on you know like carb carb manipulation if you really want to, you know for those that really want to step it up a level but the majority of people just want something that they can keep up long term yeah now it's hard because having someone one-to-one is brilliant because you can just take control of the whole life i'll do a few yeah. people and i'll have them send me their resting heart rate every morning the hiv all the stuff like real fancy stuff you but then you're like fuck you look on social media and go most of these people have no idea. So if I can just give someone that will help that 70% of people, that kind could be more beneficial. The plan was when uh, I was this summer, I was like, I'm going to take on a few people one-to-one in terms of training and be good for me. And I, I like doing things like, it's not like I'm like, oh God, I need to take on one-to-one clients. It's like, I'm going to do it for my own benefit. And I think that would be most beneficial. Obviously I only take on like two or three people just to really test it out. But I, then I was like, oh, I'll wait till the gyms are back open. Um, and all, uh, the only people I was willing to take on were people who had finished the furnace, you know, so people who had that base, there was no point in me taking on a one-to-one client who actually only needed the videos from the furnace. Um, so I, I'm looking forward to doing that um, at some stage. When, no, that's when cool. Cause that's where you get to experiment with all this stuff you learn yeah. about all year, like throughout the, the years. Really you know, yeah. like there's people who don't need someone on their back every day. They just need a weekly check-in to keep them on point. Um, so I have that option as well that when people finish the 12 weeks they can just stay on for check-ins and stuff um, but yeah it's working well no that's cool I, I like that um, giving guidelines and just a different approach because even when you obviously talk on social media it's so dumbed down that you can't explain yourself properly and then you get a client and you go okay this is actually how it works like I hate yeah. most of my videos are Your about tra- brilliant though like, yeah but it's, a lot of it's like alright here's how many calories you should eat for the complete beginner but I also want to say I've coached people who haven't tracked calories as well and got results. You, you want it. The hardest thing putting out on social media is context. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're not eating enough to lose weight. And then everyone's like, Oh, I must eat more. And you know, it's, <laughs> it's just, you're trying to, and something I have struggled with probably since the start, I've always felt like almost like imposter syndrome where I, all of us, well, like, as soon as I was qualified as PT, I had so many people looking at me for advice and, you know, I've, I know, like, and the thing is, I, when you're first qualified as PT, I was like, ah, I know everything. Um, and so I started putting out information and like there's people, obviously, like someone who's a PT or like has a lot more knowledge than me or a lot more qualifications. And they're like, that's wrong. And I used to get so offended. And now I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, so then obviously, then the more I learned, the more I realized how little I knew. Um, and the problem with social media, like I want to help the general or, you know, gen pop, whatever. And but still, I, I worry about saying something generous because then someone with more knowledge will be like, no, you're wrong. Perfect example. I was talking, I did a TikTok. It was like 10 seconds long, if even. And I said, hey, just for everyone, if you hate running, you know, you don't actually have to run. I was like, you can, if you walk the same distance to burn around the same calories. And oh my God, the amount of hate I got. 
Like you'd swear. My point was that, like my, my, the, the, the purpose of the post was to say, for those people who are trying to lose weight by running, I was trying to say like, if you're purely just doing it to burn calories, you're going to be in and around. If you, if you walk five kilometers, the same distance, you'll burn in around the same Yeah, it's a great course. point. I said the same thing when everyone started running again in isolation. Yeah, like, and that was, I actually took the video down because everyone's like, oh my God, I can't believe you're a coach. You're an idiot. Like, oh my God. And the thing is, a lot of people that took it out of content didn't understand that I was talking about over the same distance. They were like, uh, obviously if you run, your heart rate's higher, duh. And I was like, um. I know, that's one people, they don't understand that. And again, it can be confusing, but like, but also the other side, I had people sending me studies and everything. And I was like, I get it. Like I wasn't, I was trying to just help that person who is hating running. You know, you're trying to do a, a general thing that hits, you know, because obviously it was an impactful statement as well. Um, but I took it down because I was like, yeah, tech, it, like it's not like exactly right. So I was like, There's No, no I've heard the same thing. I'm, brisk walking is actually better in most cases because it's less impact on your joints. Yeah. Uh, like when you yeah. run, most people are overweight, which is even more impact. When I was anti-cardio, I used to see people out in January pound the pavements. I'd need to pull in the car and be like, get in, come on, go yeah, to the gym. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You don't need to be out in the freezing cold, pounding the pavements and damaging your... Like, and actually, someone emailed me back when I, I said it in an email. I explained myself better and I said, I'm going to put it in an email to the email list. And someone replied and was like, I think it's terrible. You're discouraging people from running. And I was like, no, I actually think it would be more irresponsible to encourage people to run to, when there's probably the risk of injury or other things are more than the payoff for running a few times. Like, obviously, that is not taking into account, like, your cardiovascular health. Obviously, you know, that's different. It's, but especially the girls, you're probably dealing with, I see them, oh, they're right beside a park, and you can just see them, they're just punishing themselves. Like, yeah. and you're like, oh, you don't have to do that. And even I, when I... The thing is, I've actually taken up running. Like, I've no, I'm doing the same thing myself, yeah. But it's, it's for me, it's like, I just go out for a little 5K and it's not, I don't try and go fast. Because I used to, whenever I went running, I hated it. I was like, I hate running. How does anyone like it? But now I actually just start going slower and I'm like, oh, it's actually nice. Yeah, yeah we did the same thing. And even, obviously, when you're, you're in shape, your mechanics are good, there's a time and place you can run. Well, I, I actually got Graham on the podcast last week and we talked about cardio. He's like, if you want to do steady state car do it on a machine that won't fuck your joints up get on a bike yeah. get on a step yeah. or get something that will protect your joints but you can still work at a low intensity rate um yeah, yeah. and if it, a lot of the kind of studies now on um low intensity aerobic so it's like it's way better for your health yeah i remember i started running last year and i put my heart rate monitor on and would run at a normal pace and looked at it and it was like 170 180 where you kind of want to be in that 120 140 for most people which will be a brisk walk for a lot of people anyway ironically yeah yeah like i did the, i did the mini marathon with no training i nearly died but i did like i ran and then i ran it in like 51 minutes which is so fast for me but it's like all my fitness from other things paid off but like i i my heart rate was so high during it all i was like that was absolute hell uh, but yeah no and like if I, if I and if I find myself getting uncomfortable when I'm running you know like if I find my heart rate going up I do look at it sometimes but you know I feel myself when it's getting difficult so I, I, I purposely it's like I'm barely jogging and then it becomes like I could keep going forever then yeah, but you got a skier there didn't you for isolation I see oh yeah yeah my friend I only perfect unbelievable he'd only got it in and I did I hadn't used one in probably about six months and then I did 5k on it and then I saw they were all doing this challenge and I was like oh yeah I'll do a marathon on it 
So I did the 40, 42 point something oh. kilometers. But that's perfect. You're working your heart. Your, your joints are getting banged up. I got on a soap bike when we went into isolation. Really? That's yeah. your choice. Yeah, on the balcony, it's nice in the sunshine. Yeah, no, I've seen the pictures. I'm like, it's, I mean, it wouldn't be my first choice. <laughs> well, I'm the kind of person who, I will complain about something. I'm like, I hate this off, I hate it. But when you put me on it, I will go hell for leather. I'm the same with all the workouts. Like, if I see a cross workout, I'm like, oh, I hate that. Ugh. But I'm the, you know, I will push myself to finish first. You know, I'm, I'm a moan, but I'll try. <laughs> um. So... Yeah, we've touched on your kind of interest in psychology, so give us a little rundown over it. You've read some books, and obviously coming from a science background anyway, you're going to study it. Um, yeah. But how has that kind of impacted on your, your own your own journey, or yourself, your habits? Yeah, I don't know what point I actually got into psychology, but I, I did know that once I started changing my life, I knew it was like a mindset shift. It wasn't like any one thing. Um, and you did mention then- Tony Robbins on Darren's podcast. Yeah, yeah, um, Awaken the Giant Within. I mean, again, again, with all books, I think you have to read it at the right time. Um, And yeah, like when I first started out, I was looking at like Gary Vee and all these entrepreneurs and hashtag hustle. And I had the right positive mental attitude. (laughs) I wasn't wasn't sleeping, you know, and then I got to a point. It always came from I wasn't very money driven. So I always got to a point where everything was okay. And then I'm like, okay, I have to take a foot off the gas now. so with psychology, I yeah was reading a lot of books and didn't even, I don't even think I realized it was psychology I was looking at. It was just like, well, that's an interesting way of thinking. Um, and even now I'm like, oh, that was philosophy I was reading about there or spirituality, which is really just a, for me, it's a way, a different way of explaining psycholo- psychology. Um, so yeah, I, I've, I'm fascinated by the brain. Like I'm literally reading about four different brain books at the moment because he starts with um he starts with kind of oh it's a base of like cbt nlp like challenging your own beyond beliefs which is funny in ireland you 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 realize how how shaped you are by society and in your environment it had me writing down goals and i remember thinking like that book was really practical it was like write down you know 10 20 year goals and i didn't know what i was doing but it really made me break it down and I remember he had, he said, write down four goals in different areas of your life. And he, I remember he said, stick it on the mirror where you brush your teeth so you see it every day. And this is before phones. I think it was written like 30 years ago. So I, I put it as my wallpaper on my phone, just four different emojis to represent what the goal was because I didn't want to actually write it. And after a while, I was like, oh, I've got all those. You know, I was like, oh, that was crazy. Um so and again, but then I don't know if I did it now. Would I be that goal driven? But the difference, really the difference for your part, the like a lot of people and the, the people that always go back to them fucking courses. They don't have any action behind it. They they get motivated yeah, yeah, yeah. at the start. Yeah. I, know, I used to be very much like, oh, the law of attraction. It's yeah, magic. yeah. So and now I'm like, law of attraction with action. Like I do believe, and I'm kind of in between things. Like I read books and I'm like, oh yeah, but I take my own meaning from it. You know, I like, I love to read completely contrasting books. Like I was reading um, Homo Deus, which is all about like science and like history and predicting how technology is going to, you know, take over. And then at the same time I was reading, I can't remember, it was a really spiritual book. And I kind of make... It wasn't the like, Bible, was it? No, it was, it, no, it was actually called, it was The Art of Happiness. With the dialogue okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I kind of go, yeah, like I can see how... A lot of the time with spirituality, I just see it as an analogy for something else or for the actual science behind it. Um, but then I'll go into loops where I'm reading some spiritual book and I'm like, oh, 
but then at the same time, then science kind of takes me back to earth. So then I read contrast. a book out like that, just, just, just crediting science. And I'm like, oh. So, um, yeah, I guess it's another case of the more I learn, the more I realize how little I know. And I, was, I wanted to do, um, I had decided last year I was going to do a degree in psychology, purely out of self-interest, like not like I wanted to be a psychologist, but I also wanted to help people just like more outside their like training and nutrition. I want to help people with their lives. I want to help people, again, just reduce their stress and just have them happy day to day. So I was going to do a degree in psychology and then I kind of looked at the path to become a psychologist. It's like, it's like studying maths to be an actuary. I was like, oh, hold on. It's going to be another seven or eight years. Um, but then I wasn't doing, then I was like, oh, well, I do it just for my own interest. And so I applied for a couple of places, like went back to the CAO forms and everything. And in the meantime, I said I'd do a life coaching course just to kind of get back into the habit of studying. And it, I, I think I was trying to do a half an hour a day and I like completely just dropped it. And I was like, right, well, if I can't do a basic online life coaching course, how am I going to do a degree while trying to travel the world and everything? And funny enough, it would have been perfect now that I've been in, stuck in one place for two months. It would have been. But no, but I think you'll, you'll naturally do it when, you, when you're dealing with people anyway. You to, yeah. They come in with kind of certain stigmas about themselves or, and you have to challenge that anyway as a coach or, or you'll put something thought-provoking out there or whatever in your, in your education. I love talking to people about their problems. Like I literally love, I love people have conflict. I love like bringing in, I don't know, like the chimp power. Like all these books that I've read, like they have helped me. They've gave me so much knowledge, but I'm not qualified in anything to do it. So um, I'm just like, any of my friends got any problems want to chat to me no you don't yeah, you, even at the start when you get someone in like um you don't have to be qualified to, to simply question their beliefs and get them thinking a different way yeah, and yeah. that's just kind of human nature in general yeah different more awareness again and looking at things from different perspectives it's helped me so much dealing with online you know like criticism and you know, looking at things, going, okay, that person is just seeing you p- posting a picture in Bali going, hashtag live your dreams. Like maybe, maybe they're not getting the whole context or maybe you should put more context behind the posts. So that's how uh, you started. And then you kind of went in, you, you, as you said, you talked about these books of habits, which is cool because as we said, a lot of people, they get motivated at the start and they go to all these motivational talks, but then they may be motivated, but have a terrible strategy. And like when you look at habits, habits about putting a good strategy in place, whether it's fat loss, whether it's trying to get off your phone in the morning, whatever it is. Yeah. That book, Atomic Habits, I just thought was, because I, I, I kind of picked it up thinking, oh, another habit book. You know, I've read, um, what's the name? Charles Duhigg. Charles Duhigg, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I was kind of like, oh, you know, I have good habits. I'm not going to get much out of this. But I would listen to it on Audible and I kept having to stop to write things down. I was like, this is so good. Because it wasn't just, yeah, like it was all about, it's looking at your environment, it's looking at your habits, it's looking at like what you're actually trying to achieve with these habits. Um, and yes, I think I've read it like three times now. And each time I'm like, oh yeah. And my problem is that because I, I don't have a home really, you know, I've been on the move so much. My morning routine is like so important to me. Like I've always got everything I need to do in the morning. And then I would say like discipline equals freedom. So like I have that freedom because I have such good habits in the morning. You know, now it's like clockwork because I've been in one place or well, I haven't. Does that get to you, Jerry? I find sometimes when I went to London last year for a month and I was actually went, went a bit crazy because I didn't have a routine, like morning routine. And you, you just, you're trying to make too many decisions on a daily basis that your brain's just gone bananas. Life gets too hard if you don't have one. Yeah, like I struggle. I mean, I struggle the most is probably when I don't have my um, 
when I don't have my morning routine going, you know, I've, I remember like after Christmas and stuff after, you know, I had a great, great time with my family and friends and, um, and I really went loose and all that. And I, but I just was so uneasy. Like I was like, I'm, I, I just was feeling quite down, quite anxious. And I realized now it was because I was just out of my routine. Like obviously I, you know, when you eat crap, you drink loads for a couple of weeks at a time. You're not going to feel your best. But I also, I think it's because I knew I was going through loads of different countries in the next few weeks as well, that I was just craving my routine. And once I get into a routine, I'm like, I can do anything, you know? Um, and that's why I encourage other people to, even with training, even with the clients now, when, when going through the pandemic was like, oh, I can't train, don't do home workouts. I'm like, okay, let's just try and get it at like the same time every day, like just to do your workout. Even if you have nothing else to do for the day, do it at the same time. Um, you know, build your habits around that. You know, yeah, even that. What uh, James Clear talks about. He talks about habit bundling. Always where you combine something you like doing with something you don't. I do, used to do that naturally. Anyway, I listen to podcasts and I'll clean up when I do. Or I'll go for a walk. I'm obsessed with like my coffee is my the best part of my morning. So I always do my emails and my daily email while drinking my coffee. Um, or like I love reading my books, but I do my yoga between my books. And mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you're doing it unnaturally, unconsciously anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's, I just know what works for me. Like I know if I don't do my emails at the start of the day, like I won't get a, won't get a reply for until tomorrow morning. Cause I find it very hard to just switch back on to work. I, I go too easy on myself with work and life in general. Like I'm like, ah. Oh, I find like, um, your creativity is like a small battery. If you don't get it early, it can drain pretty quick. And then you're oh, fucked yeah. for the day. I say the same with willpower and everything. Yeah. Like, it's yeah, not yeah. Like, you know, not testing your willpower all day. Like, because it, it will run out. Um, and, you know, so do everything in the morning when it's high. And give me, because someone asked, what is your, um, give me three main tips that kind of, the, that your normal client will struggle with. And, uh, and what kind of stuff do you put in place? Tell me about your old furnace a little bit more. Um, like the, the biggest problem I have is with, is, is trying to get women to eat more, mm-hmm. you know, like they're very, very hesitant to increase their calories. I'm not talking like, about eating Ben Jerry's now. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, <laughs> I increasing their calories in general, cause they, they'll say like, Oh no, I've, I've always dieted in 1200. Yeah, it didn't yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. But like someone actually said to me, Oh, that seems like a lot. When I usually, when I track, I normally track 1200 and I'm like, yeah, keyword when you track what you have those other days. And that's it's probably, it's difficult for me trying to have that conversation. You know, when people, they often say, I can't eat that much. And yet, you know, they might have a good bit of weight to lose. And you can't say, well, you can't, like you, you can eat that much because you must have in the past, you know? So it's always like, just trust or like fuel your body, trust the process. Um, Even my, just, one of my mates over here, David, um, he always laughs. He's staying with my parents at the moment. He's isolating with them. But even his mom in Ireland, and he always jokes about Irish mammies. When dinner comes, I go, ah, that's a, it's a bit heavy. I can't eat that. Yet they're in the corner, eat with fucking toast and peanut butter and jam, and twice yeah, the amount yeah. of calories as the yeah, chicken and veg. Yeah, because my mom's always been like that. You know, she's been like, oh, God, that's a big, that's a big, that's a share that. I'm like, no. Like, no, I, I actually eat like a normal human. Um, oh God, any other tips? Oh, I think with training, I think a lot of the time people are looking for the perfect training plan. But a lot of the time, if your goal is fat loss, it's just about being consistently moving. I've learned that myself. Like I used to, I do a bit of everything now or I do what I feel like. Obviously having a strong base is important. And, you know, I'd always think there's a very good place for compound training. Um, 
but I think not looking for the perfect training plan, just keep moving. Um, don't get too obsessed with cardio either because that will, you know, break down your muscle and uh, it's, it's a battle. I think we just don't try to get, you know, get women when they want to be toned and like, you need to build muscle and lose a bit of body fat. Like it's, it goes against, it goes against them wanting to, or like just doing loads of cardio. Yeah. So it comes back consistently and then you're looking at nutrition, proper nutrition, eating enough, getting some kind of resistance training in there, move more and then try to do that for a long period of time. I'm just going, I think that my biggest thing is going easier on yourself. yourself. Like I, I'm like saying myself, yourself, both. And mm-hmm. um, I found that like, if that helps you be consistent rather than being perfect. Like, I think the more we, I, I realize now when I look at, like I was way more obsessed with food when I was restricting myself. And I see it, like you see the bikini competitors, they're the ones that post these like gluttonous donuts with Nutella hanging out of them. Like normal people, like or people with a better relationship with food don't actually crave this crazy stuff. So I do think when you go easy on yourself and you you just trust your body a little bit more to eat. Um, now we'll always like the environment, especially in Ireland, I find it a lot more difficult to eat intuitively because there's, there is a, an emphasis on, you know, takeaway food and gluttonous food on the weekend. Um, like your environment, like I do think in my environment would have my homeostasis points a bit higher, but you know, I think that's fine, you know, as well. Like, I'm like, just, if you learn to go easy on yourself, I think you will naturally eat a little bit better. Yeah, human behavior is funny, isn't it? You tell, you mentally restrict someone, they want them more. It's like, now, I want to go outside. You never wanted to go outside before until someone said stay here. No, now I'm like, I can't wait to go running. Like, <laughs> that whole time, never run. No, that's brilliant. Um, and Siobhan, tell, tell the people where they can find you if they don't already follow you. Tell us a bit about what you're doing or not doing. So my main coaching thing now is Oh Fitness Furnace. OH was well, Siobhan O'Hagan. That's where all that came. I, my username used to be OH Fitness. And then I tried to get away from labels. So now it's Shiv.O'Hagan, which I forgot how to pull. That is just So it's S-I-O-B-H dot O-H-A-G-A-N. So my website is OHFitness.ie. Um, yeah, that's all I'm And doing. you do P- PT cert on that. Are you still doing that? Yeah, yeah, no, so oh, that's cool. we're coaching, uh, like, so I have, uh, like, a, an accredited PT course online, like, the, the practical and assessment day is done in Dublin at the end of it, but basically you can do, like, all the, so people are do, doing it from around the world and just kind of fitting in the day around their trip to Ireland. Uh, we're hoping to have, that you can do some days in different parts of the world, but, um, yeah, and like obviously, I think people are like, you don't know enough. You can't create a course. So obviously, it's not just me. I'm like, I'm just the face of it. Um, it's, the it's people actually- that are unaware of how much they don't know, they're always the best coaches anyway. That's the yeah, whole thing. Yeah, I've learned that. Like, I've all open for criticism. And, and if yeah. people want to jump on your old fitness, just go to your website. Yeah, um, I normally have a bit of a waiting list because I just try to make sure I can tackle every- I have uh, three coaches helping me now with the check-ins and I was, I'm was very careful with who I pick as well. It has to be um, who encourage women and, you know, it's more about being empathic than, you know, being shredded. Anyway, so, yeah, so I, I, I at the moment, I think I have a waiting list. I kind of open the, the, the spaces every few weeks. And, and you're not just saying that like most people, you're actually serious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much for having you on. It's too easy to chat to you. That's the problem. That was a great chat. All right. I'll talk to you soon, Siobhan. Bye. Thanks so much.